that for some soccer! Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Why do you have to hate what you don't understand? I don't hate you, Bobby. I meant soccer. Oh. Oh, yeah, I hate soccer, yes. Hey, it's Friday. Welcome to another edition of Soccer Group Chat. Joining the chat this week is myself, Nick Losacco, and Adrian Beatty, and Nick Gill. Boys, how's it going? Good. I'm I'm just going to jump right in. I have a big story. I don't know how we missed it last time we recorded. Uh, Sunderland have split ways with Phil Parkinson, and now first-team coach Andrew Taylor is in charge. So uh, what do you think this means for the Black Cats? Who are they going to bring in? How are they going to get back to the Premier League? <laughs> Nigel Pearson, that's what I heard. Actually, I was just joking because, um, I mean, my dad's a Sunderland supporter, but... I think they so should bring Dave. I do want... Oh, yeah, why not? I mean, he would just be like, come on, if in doubt, kick it out. But <laughs> Nigel Pearson is actually actually a good call. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we'll see. Get him get him promoted, then fire fire him, and then get Ranieri, and then you've won the yeah. Premier League. Well, they do. They do have like new ownership on the horizon potentially. There's like rumors of some American owners coming in and maybe revitalizing things. Did you guys watch the Sunderland documentary? No. no. Oh man, it. y'all gotta watch the first season at least. The first season's amazing because it's, you know, it, it builds up in this whole crazy thing and it's gonna be amazing. Like the Spurs one or the City one or Barca, whatever, all the good ones. And then what happens? They are complete trash and get relegated. And it's it's great. It's just amazing. There is I'll rumors watch that it. twenty a twenty three year old kid might be taking over Sunderland. I did see that, but I don't know like how. A manager? No, owner. Really? Oh. He's some French kid who whose daddy's obviously a billionaire as, as usual as it is, and uh, he's interested in buying Sunderland. I don't know how advanced we're talking about, but that's what I heard. That's that would insane. be awesome. That'd be yeah. so crazy. Give it, give it to a kid. It's fine. Let him. <laughs> yeah. It's real life manager mode of FIFA. Yeah, yeah. He's just played. I don't. I don't want to buy FM twenty one. I just want Sunday. Yeah, buy me Sunderland. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when he calls players to his office, he can hold a controller and say, "A proposed new contract." And then <laughs> they just oh have the, the scene of it's like you know the FIFA scene when you're doing a transfer. It's just him in a restaurant, like that yeah, same restaurant oh, in real life. They just Duncan build it walk, and find it. What more? Four-year deal yeah. and uh, eighteen thousand pounds. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Uh, speaking of another team from that area, uh, today there was supposed to be a Premier League game that we could have recapped. Newcastle was supposed to play Villa, but in another um, Steve Bruce masterclass, as said by uh, our old friend Richard Beatty, uh, they you know they all have COVID and they had to postpone the game. So sadly, we can't break it down. I'm sure everyone misses that. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, Newcastle, another 4-5-1 masterclass. <laughs> Can only predict it. <laughs> Why are yeah. Newcastle always playing on Fridays, eh? Jeez. Yeah, it's strange that we've got two Friday. I mean, I don't know about the, the sort of Byzantine scheduling methods or, or whatever. As, as Klopp would say, it's just some, some guy at a desk. <laughs> if I if I'm Aston doesn't Villa, know a thing, sorry. If, if, I, if I'm Aston Villa, they just played on a Monday, and then they only have three days rest to play on a Friday. So uh, that 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 is a bit strange. 
Well, it's really strange, especially, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be happy for more rest, um, you know, not having to go, go up to the Northeast with uh, only a few days, like four days rest. It's strange because, you know, Villa for a time were like a game in hand on everyone. Like they had eight when everyone else had nine and now they're on nine while most of the league is on 10. So I don't know how they're getting away with playing so few games. Yeah. Who was that game in hand against? They had one. Uh, now they got two. Wouldn't it yeah. be this one? Or... No, one of them, but they had one more before, didn't they, I think? Yeah, they did. I don't, I don't know. That's the thing. So Richard, obviously, for if, if somehow – Someone we don't know is listening to the podcast. <laughs> Richard is my brother. And uh, we, we both hate Aston Villa because when Newcastle got relegated in, I think, I think it was the time in 2010, all we needed was one goal. We didn't even need a win. We needed one goal uh, to stay in the league. And it was Aston Villa. Damian Duff scored an own goal. It wasn't even, that's the only reason we needed a goal. Like going into the game, we just needed to not concede. We scored an own goal. And then the Villa fans were, were jeering at Newcastle. So we hate oh, That's, that's oh, where that, the animosity comes in. So this would have yeah. been a big game for you guys. I, yeah, I never knew the origin of that. The, yeah, that's, hate, what, that's why we hate Villa so much. Damn, okay, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. So you lost <laughs> out on the chance for revenge for that one particular incident. Yeah, for that one that one incident 10 years ago. Still turns <laughs> me up. And speaking of Villa, Liverpool have to go back in there next month for the FA Cup. That's going to be fun memories, isn't it? That's the... Uh, <laughs> And that's 7-2. It's going to be in the back of our heads, but it is what it is. Well, we, I, I, I'll welcome you into the, the tent, the growing tent of people who hate Aston Villa. So yeah, join I, us. I don't hate them, though. I, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm actually, I, don't, I don't mind them. They're, they're all right, Aston Villa. They, okay. they take points off the big boys. I don't care. They're good. Well, maybe maybe they'll beat you in the FA Cup, and then you can then you'll come in. Then you'll but, start hating them. But, but to be fair, though, they were they, when they beat us five 0 last season when we played the uh, under fifteen team. Remember when we had to go call, like Trey and these guys? They were going crazy when they scored. I was like, guys, that, what's what's wrong with you? Wasn't that yeah. last? Wasn't that last December when Liverpool played two games in one day? Yeah, and and half oh, of them right. were upset because we prioritized the Club World Cup over the Carling Cup. And I was like, what's wrong with you? We've never won the Club World Cup in. It is never. We don't have a yeah in in 100 years history and you think you want to play in the carlin cup get a who get that's uh that was uh but that just shows you this is why Klopp hates going on to the uh broadcast he he doesn't this is what this is where it all started right there about the fixture schedule that we had to play two games in 18 hours never never before and it will never be shown since never it'll never happen again that's like unprecedented and even even before that i mean coming from germany he was always uh, vocal about not having a winter break yeah um yeah. but maybe maybe sometime we can have like a longer discussion about the carling cup specifically because there's a lot of talk about maybe even canceling that competition to alleviate these fixtures um but we kind of faffed around a little bit do we want to dive into the actual things we came here to talk about <laughs> yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask like what you guys thought first of all there is kind of there's kind of a new development coming this weekend in the prem uh with fans are allowed back so that's going to be interesting. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on, so we had this one game postponed because of COVID and we were talking about Liverpool playing two games in the same day last year. One of those games was in Qatar. One of them was in wherever it was. Um, and so, so every team is scheduled to play, you know, we're in December. It's a crazy time. It's the Christmas period. It's going to be different, but every team is scheduled to play six games. So I wonder what you guys kind of thoughts are on like, 
just the amount of fixtures these guys are going to play, you know, during a pandemic, uh, if we're going to see other postponements with the fans and everything, like it, you know, it could be a weird month, but it's also probably going to be pretty exciting. Mm. Yeah. That's, that, that's the best thing though, about December football, four games in nine days in the Christmas. It, it's the, that's what I love about the Premier League that every other league doesn't have. It's just the excitement, you know, waking up early seven thirty, watching these games, Cold, the cold, uh, rainy night in Stoke, or not Stoke anymore. But I, I, I don't mind it. I, it, it was, it's always been like this, though, hasn't it? For um, yeah. December, always a congested fixture list, and then just when you come out of it, then you got the FA, the third round of the FA Cup. Always when you come out of it, early January. It, I don't want, I don't want it ever to change. I want to keep it like that. But it is what it is moving forward. It's fine. Yeah, I love Boxing Day. Boxing Day is one of my favorite days of the year because you just wake up really early and you watch like five games in a row. And it's fantastic. Like you wake up when it's dark and you like move away from the TV when it's dark again. (laughs) It's it's amazing. Um, I do think there's going to be some more incidents this year. I mean, we've already seen so many players, more players than usual getting injured. And of course now with COVID, there's like, other reasons for postponement so it's hard to know what's going to happen um and maybe something in the future will have to change but i hope they find a way to preserve some of that unpredictability and and chaos of the holiday fixture schedule because it is unique and a lot of fun is there a particular game this weekend you guys are looking forward to the most or was there something from midweek that caught your eye yeah, I'm looking forward to the North London Derby. I'm excited to see how how much legs the Tottenham title challenge has. And Arsenal do have like a lot of class in different positions. They haven't been performing well, but they'll always step it up against Spurs. So it'll be nice to see what Jose does. I mean, I'm saying this, it's probably going to be nil-nil. But Arteta's yeah. struggling. Is he really making that many changes that we've heard about all these positive changes being made? Um, is he going to be able able to make a difference against Mourinho, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think Leeds-Chelsea will be an interesting one as well. Bielsa against Lampard and uh, Spygate, if anyone remembers last season. Oh, yeah. They're going to hype that uh, little rivalry up as well. That'll be interesting. Leeds uh, Leeds have been the most entertaining team this season. I like their uh, 4-1-4-1 formation. It's, um, they, they don't defend. They just attack, yes. attack. I just saw a stat. They've had like 46 shots in the last two games. They don't care. They and that was Everton away, and I can't remember who they they played at home. Uh, I think it was Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal at home and Everton away, and they had forty six shots uh, wow. in total. So uh, that'll be an interesting game at the Bridge. What was the Spygate? Uh, it was when um, Bielsa sent one of his little goons over to Derby County, and <laughs> he, they just had and he was filming uh, Lampard's training session. And uh, and they called him, oh, wow. and and Bielsa was in denial. He was like, "I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. That's how we do it in Argentina." So that that was what's about. And he got fined. I think what was it? I think two hundred thousand quid. I think they fined him. So uh, that could have that money could have built a very nice, comfortable cooler to sit on. But the Palace facing West Brom, they've got a chance to pick up some points. Yeah, and they better. Surely be a dull and uninteresting game. Yeah. I just want to I want to ask you guys, did you guys see uh Guardiola, you know, going off, you know, having the war of words with Porto's manager, Sergio Conceição? 
Uh, we can get into that a little bit, you know, because maybe Man City is going to come into that one with a little bit of uh, of, of heat. Um, but, you know, Man City's on a roll. And like I said last time, if you guys remember, I don't know if you do, so I will refresh your memory, but I predicted that Man City would thra- uh, thrash Burnley 6-0. And you guys lambasted me for that prediction. And I said that, you know, that game would be a jumping off point. And, you know, I- I'm wondering if it will. Like, maybe... City finally has their, you know, their legs under them, and they have Guardiola, who's, you know, always on fire, especially now with after his comments uh, during the week. Yeah. So to quickly go over what what the Porto manager said, he said that if he had the players and the budget that Guardiola has, and he couldn't win it at Porto, he'd be sad too. Which uh, <laughs> I really liked, as I've mentioned previously. Yeah. Guardiola always seems like sour when teams defend deep against city but what are they supposed to do exactly right especially if you only need a point why don't you target a point against a team that's so superior a lot of the times they'll break you down anyway but you might catch them on the break it's a perfectly reasonable strategy um yeah. beyond that uh they also that. in a newsletter described bernardo silva as like a convicted racist because he did get fined and banned because <laughs> compared his teammate Benjamin Mendy to a particularly racist caricature that's on on a Spanish snack. I just I looked it up and it's um well I don't want to repeat it, but it's like racist in every single way. Yeah. <laughs> the name is racist <laughs> and the image is is very racist. And he posted a picture of Mendy as a child next to a a very racist caricature. <laughs> So th- those were the, the issues. Speaking uh, speaking of Fraudiola, Adrian, you just uh, cr- um, rewind last week. You predicted 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> just to end that segment, just wanted to... So Nate, you thought Sean Dyke would nick a point at the, at the empty ad. Nicky, what are your thoughts on Fraudiola? Well, you said you had some. The some... name speaks for itself. They... Uh, we don't. It's Fraudiola or Checkbook Pep. He's uh, if uh, you're right. He's a very sour individual. He doesn't like it when uh, when people park the bus. But the thing is, yeah, like uh, how else are you supposed to defend against Kevin De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Mares, Sterling, the uh, that fake the fake Torres? How, how are you supposed to? Uh, I, Jesus, you know, yeah. Aguero wasn't even playing. Like no. then, and just when you think that's enough, he's got fifty million pound fullbacks on either flank. He's got a 60 million pound defender in Diaz. He's got a 60 million pound defender in Laporte. He's got 40 million Ake, 50 million uh, stones. It's just, uh, it's, it's a, we call him Manchester Casino FC. So I don't know, I don't know what he's expecting. Everyone plays 4 3 3 against him. And uh, no, they have to, you have to, you have to do what Brendan Rodgers did. You park the bus and then you hit them on the counter attack. That's the way you do it. Liverpool went all out, went 4 2 4 against them. They almost beat them. But yeah, Guardiola is a very arrogant man, and uh, and uh, he's he's a he's a failure, and that's what he is. Can't stand the man. So so what you're saying is they could use Jack Grealish in January. I don't know if you guys saw the rumors, but that was kind of going around this week that apparently Grealish is going to City for like 135 million pounds or something along those lines. So I think what you're getting at, Nick Gill, is that that's what Man City needs, right? To really so to really the- shore up their attack. The English Iniesta. That's what Gabby at Bommelhorst said once. 
That's uh, and we all laughed at him, but it turns out he's probably right because yeah. he, does, he does remind me of any well, not not to his level, but he shows shades of it. But the thing is, how much I wouldn't sell Grealish any price because if he goes, Aston Villa will probably be a relegation candidate. You never know, right? They uh, they could they could spend a hundred million on four or five different players to strengthen, but Grealish is a talisman, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. Then, then who, then who does he start in front of? Sterling or Bernardo yeah. Silva? I don't, I don't, Mare? I don't see it. Plus, you have know. that new Ferran Torres, who's been fake, doing pretty fake, well. Fake, and you have fake Torres, Adrian. Torres, who's been doing pretty well, and then you have Foden. So, yeah, yeah. Who are you going to push back? So it's just a wealth of riches, but I mean, that's what, yeah, that's what I saw. I mean, I, Nick, the one thing, yeah, the one thing I don't like about fraud, the one thing I don't like about Fraudiola compared to Jurgen Klopp is anyone who Klopp signs, he makes them better. He turns them yeah. into world class players. Who everybody on Liverpool, maybe apart from Milner, Milner was already class, but Gini Wijnaldum, Salah, Mane, Firmino, like everyone, maybe Van Dijk, but he's turned them into like the best. Uh, Alexander Arnold, Robertson, everyone. Um, who has Guardiola made better at Manchester City? Maybe Foden, but Foden was you knew he's highly rated. What other player has what other players has he turned into world class? Was De Bruyne at his well, level before well, he, he got there? He he cost fifty five million, and that was five years ago. Before like the transfer window was getting crazy, he was highly regarded. Maybe yeah, maybe. But has he has De Bruyne reached like the best in the Ballon d'Or level? I don't think he has. But he was already good yeah. to begin. Who else? Well, I think you know you can make an argument for someone like like he made Sergio Aguero a more complete player because there was a big talk about when he came in is Sergio going to leave because he's just a goal scorer, but uh, with more defensive responsibilities and playing a more like passing oriented game, Sergio Aguero had to adapt. So you can argue there that he had to elevate his game to keep playing. Aguero, Aguero won two Premier Leagues with two different managers before, though, with Pellegrini and Mancini. And so he hasn't really, uh, he hasn't really, he's, he's done, he's won another Premier League or two Premier Leagues with Guardiola. But if he should be, if he won the Champions League for Guardiola, you'd be like, yeah, he probably turned him in. He's still the same, to be honest. He's a goal scorer. That's, uh, he gets you 25 goals. Who else, though? I... Yeah. And when, you, when you're kind of sitting on that wealth of resources, like, yeah, the Porto manager was right. You have no excuse. Like you have no excuse for, you know, not winning every single year. I mean, I think you do have to. I agree with you in the sense that if you've got that much resources and you can bring in whoever, you obviously have an enormous advantage. Um, but at the same time, you do need to keep these players motivated and put them together. I mean, well, and recruit well. Uh, you mean you look at like Man United, they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars as well, but they're not as good of a team. Uh, you or you or you look at like in the past, you have like Sir Alex Ferguson, who, you know, he would for all the talk about him being the greatest manager, which again, like I'm not disputing that, he would just buy the best player from the other team. He would just bought Van Persie. He bought Berbatov. Evers, like Evers, yeah. Evers. Rooney. Just buy the best players in the league. Um, but then he was able to keep the balance of the squad. So I don't know. There's lots of different ways to measure measure success. Like how long has Pep ever stayed at a team? Has he ever stayed this long at one team? I think right. it's so four, three, four years max, I think. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's around the time when you have to start really rebuilding and like shuttling players off and maybe, you know, accepting that you're going to finish second, third, fourth. 
And that's another thing with Pep too. I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge how good he really is because the teams that he's been on, it's not like he's ever really had a project. He's never really had to rebuild. He's never had to form a squad in his, you know, image. Like he's never really had to struggle for anything really with, you know, Bayern, Barca, and now city. So I guess he just, you know, he walks in these situations and he's gifted whatever he wants. Right. So I guess it's kind of, I don't like that he whines about teams defending, yeah. but I, I will kind of go to bat for him a little bit because, you know, I think he does make the squad in his own image. He does, I think, encourage players or, or make players play in a new way. And you hear about how his players feel he has changed their game. And I think that's a good, you know, barometer for what he would do when he comes into a club. Right. Um, like players will speak highly of him and, and say that, Oh, he, he made me better. Right. Uh, I think they're just saying that, Adrian. <laughs> but just... I do think I do agree as well. Klopp seems to be more impressive when he he brings a like a player on the cusp of greatness, like Sadio Mane, who's like, could this just be a cult hero in the league? But now he's he's getting to the point where he's an all time great. Uh, so I do think Klopp's more transformative in his. He's, he's a better manager. There's no, but but then guys like even like Diego Simeone who turning these guys into world class superstars and selling them for sixty seven. Look at Rodri. I think Rodri came mm. from like the youth academy of Atletico and he just sold him for seventy million pounds to. Uh, right. they, they didn't want to sell right. him, but they triggered his release clause. That's how bad they wanted him. Right? They paid for the yeah. full price. But with with Guardiola though, uh, when he I remember when he came into the the club and he spent like a hundred million in his first year, and then he goes, oh, I, um, I I need to spend like four hundred million in another, <laughs> another transfer window. He spent a billion pounds already, and this is the same guy who inherited David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, company um, Aguero. This guy this guy inherited like uh, the spine of a title winning team previously, and he's still throwing money in, and it, it's just ridiculous. Like. A guy who signs Benjamin Mendy and Kyle Walker also needs to sign Yao Cancelo for fifty billion. And I, I was just, I'm just. Uh, John Stones was supposed to be the guy, right? He was supposed to be the guy, and and now he spent Ake, Ake, Ruben Diaz, and um, Laporte. That that's almost five hundred million pounds on defense. Then uh, apparently David Silva's not good enough, so he has to bring Bernardo in, and yeah. uh, Kevin De Bruyne is not, so he has to bring in uh, uh, Mares from Leicester. Like these guys are already established. Maybe Bernardo's not, but but they did pay forty five million pounds for Bernardo. Um, who are, Gabriel Jesus might be one of them who uh, who is unknown, right? And he's turned him into yeah. a, a goal poacher. But the rest of them, like Sterling, Sterling cost fifty million for Christ's sake from Liverpool. We knew what talent Sterling was. Mm. That's uh, it's so yeah. I'm not giving the but he, he's not a great manager. And uh, and let's be honest, I, that's why they're trying to get Messi because he can't win without Leo. He can't win without it. Yeah, I, I think that is a big, a big maybe mark against him is that he hasn't done very well in the Champions League since winning them with Barcelona. He doesn't seem like which to Uncle have the Dave, Uncle news. Dave could win. Uncle Dave could win <laughs> with Barca with Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, or Eto, all these guys. So I mean, if those guys, you just stay out of their way. Like Thank, let them, yeah. let them play. Could 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 Uncle Dave win with current with City's current iteration? Oh God, he would be ten points clear right now in this. <laughs> hey, I'll never. Did you did you guys ever watch the Inside Barca documentary on Netflix? Did you see the one? There was no, I one. Yet. I 
they were so they showed the clip of um, uh, when you remember when Barca was three 0 up at Liverpool and they went back to Anfield, and uh, and then Liverpool came back. That's the only video I watched because I can care less about Barca. But there was a there was a clip at halftime where they're down one nil, and Valverde he said on the on the clip at halftime, guys, all we have to do is just hook it up with Leo, and I'm like, oh my god. That motherfucker, like, like we joke about that stuff. He actually said it in real life. We just got to hook it up with Leo, and I'm like, wow, it's that that meme is actually true. Just yeah. find Leo. Hook it it's, up to uh, him. <laughs> that's the game plan. But uh, it's the same thing. He needs he needs Messi in January, and they'll probably get him. That's the and if he does, Guardiola is Fraudiola from for permanent sake. Because if he needs Messi with a billion pound team, that just shows you how desperate he is. He's not a manager. He's he's, he's a he's a fraud <laughs> what do you okay so what do you so let's talk a bit about Messi and city just because it's interesting and i just want to think what you guys think he would do for you know city and the prem and just the whole like league as a whole and like do you think he would fit in there do you think he fits in the in the prem like what impact would it make obviously he's mercurial and you know he's he transcends the game mm-hmm. but he's also kind of you know he's old and older and he's been there for so long and it would just be so weird i mean for me it'd be so weird to see him in that weird sky blue color that they have <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know man. it's a it's a weird one uh, but apparently a neymar name did you see neymar's interview after united he says next season i'm playing with messi so i don't oh. know what a, so i think psg have, have entered the chat so uh <laughs> It'll be really interesting. It's between PSG and Man City. So uh, I think Guardiola and Aguero are in one corner and uh, his best buddy Neymar is in the other corner. But thing is that one's bo- they're both funded by uh, uh, yeah. the, uh, the Quatarians, right? So money's not an issue for both clubs. <laughs> club, yeah. it? It's just a personal preference. But I don't know what to make of Man City. It's, uh, I guess he'll take Mahrez's spot, wouldn't he? Or right, he's a right winger. I think he'll succeed in the Premier League with ease. It's... Uh, Especially with no fans, like yeah. it's just like a training game for him every day, every yeah. every Saturday, Sunday. He'll succeed in the Premier League, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there there's this great video of Henri talking about playing with Messi, and he says he would be in training, and something would happen, and Messi would get annoyed at his like five aside team or whatever, and he would go to the keeper and go, "Give me the ball," and then he would just dribble around everyone. And he was like, and this is Thierry Henri saying, yeah. "I've never seen anyone be able to do that." So. I don't buy all this stuff about, oh, Messi would have trouble adapting to the Premier League. I mean, why would he? He's yeah. he's, he's the best. <laughs> Going up against bloody fucking, uh, who's yeah. who, name some left backs in the Premier League. Who are left backs? Fucking he's, Luke Shaw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luke Shaw is the first one I thought of. Luke. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Shaw, no, uh, Van Arnhol. No, Van Arnhol. Oh, no. Like, who, who yeah. else is there? Apart, I mean, from the Roberts, was... apart from Robertson, who else is there? Like um, Ben Chilwell, I guess. Yeah, yeah Chilwell's he, good. A, like, yeah, but yeah. who? Uh, Phil, um, Phil Bards. No, he's a right back. I'm trying to think. Ryan Bertrand. Yeah, like, what these are, guys. What are we doing? Like, was, Messi. Hello. I can't. I just. It was so weird to me thinking of him just waltzing in a Craven Cottage on a Saturday. It's rainy. <laughs> it's snowy. He's trying to do his thing. He would destroy. Just, he would destroy the entire league, and you, I don't know. It just wouldn't be fair. The, the thing Craven, is, oh yeah. Sorry, agent. The <laughs> thing is, I th- has he earned the right to move to a team like Man City? Like, will it affect his legacy? That's the question. I don't think it will yeah. because he's carried Barcelona for a lot of years. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him because yeah. he wants 
Champions League, doesn't it? It's this is a question. Like it's kind of the same thing, and I feel like it's kind of it's this weird thing is happening in sports where you see you have LeBron going to the Lakers, Tom Brady leaves the Patriots to go to the Bucks, and I think I think now because championships and and titles and trophies are so paramount, you have these guys just going to these teams where it's everything's already built up for them to do that, and. I don't know. I don't know if it would tarnish. I don't know if it would tarnish his legacy, or if he can win the Champions League for City. If it would even make him, if he like, it would propel him up to another level, just because you're taking a team that's so notoriously snake bit in that competition, and now you're, and now he goes there, he walks into the side, and you know carries them to a title. If that's what happens, you know, if he, he could also go there and play like a bit part. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because. Obviously, like he would start and he would be amazing, but they have so many good players around him that are more like in their prime, I guess. Yeah, so. the one thing, the one thing about Messi playing for Guardiola now is Guardiola is still emphasizes like pressing, and Messi can't really like Messi is to preserve his legs. Like he's become a bit of a luxury player. Like he he kind of walks around the pitch until he sees his moment, and then he's still the best. In my opinion, I think he's better than Ronaldo, but he he'll just take his moment, and you know he will because he's you know so phenomenal. But he's not going to be yeah. pressing pressing the line. It would I be. Ever, I don't think he's ever pressed though. I don't think he's ever run. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Ozil. He doesn't. Run. He's like Yaya Torre and Ozil in between. Well, actually, worse than them both of them because <laughs> because that one defense. A bit, but yeah, Messi's never read it his life. But, yeah. Well, no, you see, you see, Messi like when he was young, he was, you know, he he would sprint and stuff. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the modern day Messi. The only time he runs when he doesn't have the ball is to get the ball. He literally runs to get the ball, and then he <laughs> then he flies. It would be amazing though to have the chance to watch him every week. Would it oh, not? Yeah. Like, I feel a bit, you know, part of me feels a bit robbed that you know, Ronaldo left and, and Messi never came here. And like those leagues that they were playing in aren't on TV necessarily in Canada. So if I would just love to, cause obviously, you know, Prem bias is showing, but it would just, you know, it would, it would be amazing to have him in a league that we all follow and that we all like, that we all watch without thinking. Right. We, we want to know the question that was often asked 10 years ago. And you know, the question, can he do it on a cold or any night in Stoke and all this? I would love to see yeah. it. Here's yeah. the thing. Though. Would you rather – who who does he help more? PSG with Mbappe and Neymar, that front three, or like a, a Kevin De Bruyne, Aguero, Sterling? Like who? which team would be more scarier? If if Neymar and Mbappe stayed because, I mean, if you – can oh, you have else? those three on, on like their wages at the same club? But, I mean, if those three stayed, then, yeah, that'd be that'd be terrifying. Yes, he would be bigger favorites if they get Messi. I don't know because I think I really think City's core, the way that the team that they have, I just think that they could win anything the way they're built now. And if you add Messi into the side, it's it just adds. I and that's the kind of thing like maybe that's what City's missing. Like maybe they need that star to like galvanize the whole team because like they have I, obviously De Bruyne as a star and Sterling, you know, they're stars. But I feel like they're kind of the quieter, you know less fanfare maybe like i see de bruyne getting angry a lot about var and stuff like that but like they maybe they need that like real like game breaker like messi and maybe that that's what would put them over the edge 
They need a guy who's won the Champions League to teach them how to win yeah. the Champions League. They don't have any experience. They, they, they literally have no one. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone in that squad's mm-hmm. won anything international or even international. Like uh, Aguero, Messi, these guys haven't won anything for international. Yeah. But at least Messi's been there and done it for, uh, for Champions League, right? That's, they need a, a yeah. But the thing is, Ronaldo went to Juventus, right? And Juventus, they were on the cusp. They went to like three finals and got beat. So it would be an equal move if Messi goes to PSG. Exactly. Or it wouldn't. It, Ronaldo went. If Ronaldo could have gone to Inter Milan or AC Milan or something like that yeah. to build him back up and make him into. So it would be. I can see Messi. Messi will definitely leave. The thing is, um, Barca, they're shambles right now, aren't they? Like, oh, yeah. They, yeah. He got the whole board fired, and I don't think that. <laughs> I, I don't think even enough for him to stay because he's looking around. They're like, Jesus Christ! Even at thirty-three, I still have to carry this team. Exactly. It's, you take yeah. so I, he will leave. It's just uh, where, where, and he can go for free. Leo Messi on a free. Oh my goodness! That that that's. Uh, I never thought I'd hear that in my life. Going on at thirty-three, he's only thirty-three though. It's uh, yeah. James Jordan, miles on those legs. Yeah, it's uh, all they need him though. He could even play the false nine and not do any running. You know, he could uh, the yeah. number ten. We need to track back. It'll be Cause, interesting because I guess with City, you could just kind of replace Gabriel Jesus and just put, put him in that up front, and then have all those guys like Mares feeding him and and De Bruyne and Sterling, Sterling. Bernardo Bernard. Silva, and then if they bring Grealish in, then they, that would be silly. I would, I would love it. It'd be like a super team. It'd be a, a soccer super team, and I would love to see that. All right, so now it's time for our super unoriginal but also hilarious segment, Random Predictions. Uh, the way this is this works is that Nick Gale is going to go through Bet365, and he's going to rattle off a list of all the games that he's betting on, and uh, Adrian and I will try to predict the winner and the loser or the draw, and the caveat is we, we can't think if we don't do any research, we can't think, we can't stop and assess, we know nothing about any of these teams, hopefully, and... Um, at the end of the year, we'll tabulate our scores and, you know, someone will get a trophy or bragging rights or a bucket of white claws dumped on their head. I don't know. We're just doing this for fun. Anyway, let's get into it. The winner will get a, a, a jersey from me, any type jersey that I have, because I've got 100 jerseys. The winner will get a jersey. So there's oh, a lot. Okay, perfect. And, and we don't know what the jersey is going to be, so it'll be random. Well, yeah, Mbappe, Neymar, Ronaldo, who knows? <laughs> um, and just for last week, to recap last week, we so we'll, each week we'll do 10 different different games. And the scoring works, so it's three points if you get the result exact, one point if you pick the right result but without the right score, and if you get it completely wrong, you get no points and you suck. And uh, so... The random ones, uh, Adrian and I are tied with five each. So that's how last week's uh, shook down. Okay, starting first game. Edinburgh City versus Albion, Scottish Cup. I'm going with Edinburgh City 2-0. I'm going with Edinburgh City as well. My dad used to live in Edinburgh. I believe in them. They're going to take it 3-0. All right. I'm writing them down. Don't worry. I'm going to keep track of this one. Uh Carrick Rangers versus Warren Point Town, Irish Cup. Okay. Michael Carrick is used to play for United, and I trust that name, so I'm going to go with Carrick Town 1-0. Uh, 
I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm copying you, but I've heard of Carrick. I've never heard of Warren Point, so I'm also going to go with Carrick. But I'm going to say they're going to win two one. Two one. Okay. League one. League one. Cambridge United versus Oldham. Cambridge. Oldham. Scores. Four one for Oldham. Bloody hell. I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say 4-1 Cambridge. Brilliant. Uh, okay. Fiorentina women versus AC Milan women. Serie A football. First Fior- Fiorentina women, 2-1 winners. All right. Adrian? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of broken hearts in Tuscany. Let's make this 2-0 uh, <laughs> to AC Milan women. 2-0 away. Interesting. Yeah. Trammy versus Walsall, League 2 football. Tranmere, 3-2. Okay. Who's that ref that really likes Tranmere? The ref? There's a, there's a, is it Mike? Not Mike Clattenburg. He's in Saudi Arabia. There's a ref who like <laughs> he supports Tranmere. Anyway, I'm not trying to oh, stall. Mike, Mike Dean. Mike Dean. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, if I had time and research Mike Dean, see if I like him or not, but I don't have time. So I'm just going to say one nil Walsall. <laughs> I mean, we all know, we all know that Mike Dean isn't the best of refs. Yeah, so you're going out on a limb there going with uh, something that, you know, that man likes, but anyways, no, I'm going against him. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Then <laughs> that's good. Then I should pay attention. Uh, Bo- Botafogo versus Flamengo. I'm going to go with uh, Flamengo. Brazilian, okay. Flamengo, what score? Uh, 4-3. Bloody hell. All right, Adrian. It's Brazil. I... I'll just, Flamengo are the defending South American champions. They yeah, exactly. George A.J. Zeus. All right, well, I'm ta- with that information, I will also take Flamengo, but I will say 2-1. That's better. Yeah. Power. <laughs> Canadians going for a shootout. I don't. I think Flamengo is pretty good, actually. All right, Aston Villa women versus Manchester United women. Man, you women. I'm going to go with. I think it's it's like one of their first years, and they've been they've they've been good. I think so. I'm going to go with Man U women. Okay, I'll, they're going to they're going to win two uh, one. I'll just go oh. against the grain. Okay, and I will do. I'll do one nil Villa women. Scoreline. Cool. Trying to get on the score lines here because I'm trying to get ahead in these predictions. Okay. This is uh Bate Borisov versus Dinamo Brest in Bulgaria. Okay. I've heard of Bate Borisov because aren't aren't they in like the Champions League and Europa League sometimes? They, they are. They're very well respected. <laughs> I don't even know Brest was in Bulgaria. Okay, I'm gonna go with Bate Borisov though, and we're gonna go we're gonna go three nil winners. Three now, okay. I, I'm going to call this one a draw because I realize I haven't called anything a draw yet. I'm going to say it's 1-1. One, one. They played each other uh, three months ago and Dinamo won 4-2. So they still have fans in Bulgaria? Don't Aren't they one of those? They just don't care about what's going on. They're they, like, they, whatever. They need the money. Like, there's, some countries that I, there's some countries you just don't really hear about. Like what's going on in Albania these days? Anyway, getting off yeah. track. Okay, uh, Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig. Hansi versus Nagelsmann. This is a big one. 
This is the battle for tops in the table. Oh man, I I don't know. Adrian, what do you think? You can go first. I need some. I, I think Bayern. They're just so good. Uh, I'll say Bayern win 2 0. 2 0. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. I feel like this is the make or break prediction of this one. And I'm going to say a 2 2 draw. 2 2 draw. I'm going to say Leipzig is going to surprise everybody as they have been. And, okay. Emil, and Emil Forsberg will score twice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last one. This is the big one of the week. This is the main event. Zambia League. Zesco United versus Prison Leopards. Prison Leopards? <laughs> prison Leopards. I'm going with Prison Leopards. <laughs> they're gonna win. They're gonna win six nil. What was the other one? UNESCO? Uh, Zesco United. Oh, Zesco. Zesco. Show you on the screen. Can you see it? No. <laughs> Hang on. Can you see it? No, it's the, the lighting's bad. For fuck's sake. Let me yeah, try. Your, your endoscopy, your endoscopy camera isn't painting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is this going? Fuck Can you zoom in on leopards? Yeah. Prison leopards. I can't believe it. Yeah, they're going to win 6 0. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say 3 1 for, the Zes- for Zesco United. Okay. That's all locked in. Zesco are actually second place. In the league, where are prison, prison records. Michael Schofield is in ninth place. Here He's we trying go. Trying to get out of prison. Here we go. Zesco United, a, baby. A, a big, a big upset when Prison Leopards annihilate Zesco. Okay. Now, EPL. Now for Premier League predictions, where all three of us take part. Okay. First game tomorrow morning: Burnley versus Everton. I'll say two uh, 0 to the Merseyside scum. I will, uh, you know, this, one one. Let's one one draw. Burnley Burnley showed some signs of life in that game against City, and I think they'll carry that momentum over. <laughs> I'm being completely sarcastic. I I I'm just picking this because again, trying to get an upper hand. Everton yeah. should win, but they're kind of scuffling a bit, no? Yeah, I I think Everton are going to get back to winning ways, but I think they're only going to edge it one nil. One nil. Okay, okay. Next game, Manchester City versus Fulham. I'll say uh, – actually, I want to hear Nick's thoughts on this. He's the expert on Man City. He knows more than me. Let's go. Again, so, Fulham, thinking, Fulham, Fulham has a penalty taker now. So they have they have a shot. No, they – 4-0. 4-0 City. City's off the blocks. This, this is the game that's going to convince Messi that it's the right time to join their ranks. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to go conservative with my prediction and say it's only going to be 3-0. 3-0, okay. I think 5-0. I'm going to go with the over. <laughs> it'll, probably, it'll be 4-0, and then they will get a bar call. They'll, yeah, they'll, be they'll have heartbreak like I had last week. And they're going to use that stupid VAR technology where they're, where they're you know, using AutoCAD to design a building, <laughs> the exact coordinates, and it's like what happened in Villa West Ham. It just boggles oh. my mind. Oh, that was I mind, but I can't keep talking about this because it makes me angry. Anyway, next game. Okay. Uh, West Ham versus uh, United. I'll the, say. Uh, I'll say. Um, I'll say one-one. The David Moyes derby. David Moyes. Moyes. I'm gonna say West Ham. I'm gonna take West Ham in an upset. Okay. Two-one. Two-one. But okay. is it really an upset? I don't is think it really. Is an upset? Is an upset. <laughs> I don't think it's an upset. Not that it won't be. I'm gonna put it. 
I'm also going to say 2-1, but I'm going to put it the other way. I think Man U is going to do 2-1. I heard Mikel Antonio is out. Has, has oh. Cavani been banned yet? Uh, no, it's actually best if he's stayed because uh, I want him not to get banned yet. So uh, because I got some harder fixtures coming up, so let him. <laughs> and Martial's shit anyway, so uh, that's fine. It doesn't, really, it doesn't really matter either way. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not that big. The bookies basically two to one United, three to one for West Ham. It's not a big deal. Right. Yeah, that's it. Okay, next one: Chelsea versus Leeds. I'll say three-one uh, to Chelsea. I think. I think Chelsea got too much. They're full of confidence. They're sky high right now. Yeah. The fuck is ringing me now? Shut up, leader. <laughs> okay, well. This. All right, one more ring time. We're done. Keep going, right. guys. Chelsea leads. Yeah, Chelsea's confidence is high. Giroud hit 4 0 in the Champions League this week, but Giroud doesn't get to start. And Werner and Abraham have not been finishing. So I'm going to say that Chelsea will win, but they're going to win. Uh... Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to put this as a 2-2 draw. 2-2, interesting. Yeah. I think newly minted sixth best winger in the world, Christian Pulisic, Pulisic, <laughs> however you pronounce it, is going to, is going to return to the starting lineup with a vengeance. And Chelsea, you're going to take it 3-0. 3-0, okay. That's interesting. You I just want Bamford's, to get the Bamford's not going to fire against his old club. He's he, oh man, I love watching so Bamford play, man. You do. He's so hit. I love watching him play, but yeah, yeah, he's he, he gets these golden chances. He gets these great areas. Yeah, he, he should have 15 goals by now. He's missed so many setters, and he's so robotic and smooth at the same time. It's so weird. Like he just yeah, appears he anyway. Yeah, that's uh, okay. West Brom versus next team Crystal Palace. The return of Zaha. I'm saying uh, 4-1 to Westbrook. No, I'm joking. 4-1 to Crystal Palace. I think they're going to be on a vengeance. You know what? Your 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 initial prediction of 4-1 West Brom really didn't surprise me or enrage me too much because Palace have been really, really scuffling. <laughs> yeah, this is... And uh, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with West Brom, and I'm going to say West Brom's going to win 3-1, and this will be the end of Roy Hodgson. Wow. Okay. What's your official pick? Because that was your heart. To- What's your head saying? That's what my head saying too. You want me to write that down? Three-one. Well, West Brom's coming off a big win against Sheffield. Yeah, they scored they pretty good on the worst defense. And you think they're going to ship three? Okay, already done. Yeah, and if 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 Hodgson gets fired, I think I think that's another point. If he gets fired this week before the next round of fixtures, oh, we'll give you three points. That's a perfect result. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going negative. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to be a pessimist here. And if they if they win, or if they, you know, pleasantly surprised. But their defense did not look good. Everything looked bad against Fulham. I was kind of bad mouthing Crystal Palace earlier in the episode. I didn't get a chance to walk that back a little bit. Say I'm just joking. I think sometimes Palace can be exciting. They have a few good players. I don't mind them. I think they're actually going to win here. I think they'll win one 0 Okay, yeah. Palace away, though, are a lot better than Palace at home, aren't they? Mm. Uh, yeah. They, they, yeah, they turn into... Fucking Ayu turns into Brazilian Ronaldo. Fucking uh, Zaha to uh, uh, Messi. I've seen it. They're, they're, just hit him on the counter. Okay. So Pal- West Brom will probably play five at the back, probably. We'll see. But I think they'll too much from <laughs> Sheffield versus Leicester City. Jamie Vardy is returning home. 
What do you think, Nick? I, I'm going to go with Leicester. Leicester 2 0. Relative ease. Although that's what I said about the last one, and it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> Adrian. Yeah, last week I. I went with Sheffield, but I think that's more more of a heart call than a head call. How many goals is Ram Brewster scoring? Ram Brewster? Well, none, but you know what? what McBurney. What about McGoldrick? Yeah, McBurney can't score. He can't score for Scotland, can't score for Sheffield. But you know what? I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw just because I want to see Sheffield do well. And maybe <laughs> if I – that's the secret, you know, if you put it into the universe – who in the hell is going to score on Sheffield? <laughs> uh, Basham. <laughs> Sander Berga. Uh, I'm going, yeah. I'm Maybe going Ramsdale. With, you know what? Good... I'm, I'm going with nil-nil. Fuck it. Let's, uh, Lesnar, uh, Lesnar will try and break him. I think uh, Sheffield, yeah, I think it'll be a dull nil-nil. Lesnar just played two, uh, what, yesterday, didn't they, in Europa. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I think that'll be, yeah, nil-nil. Fuck Chris Wilder and fuck Brendan Rodgers. Okay, the North London Derby. The bottle jobs versus the underachievers. What are you thinking? At Shite Heart Lane. I'm going with Spurs. 3-1 winners. 3-1, eh? Okay. Yeah. Who, who's scoring? Kane, Son? Yeah, Kane. Yeah. Kane twice. Mm. Son, Son huh? maybe Lamella. Okay, that's fine. Three one. Adrian, uh, I'll, I'll just put it at two one. Actually, no, no, that that's me second guessing myself. I'm going to go one nil Spurs. One nil. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I am actually going with a two one win to the underachievers. Arsenal are going to win this game at, at White Hart Lane. I actually think they're going to win. Did I you see? Lacazette's goal on Thursday was pretty insane. Oh, yeah. Right that. Yeah, he's yeah, he shot his Austrians. He, he, <laughs> he actually scored a nice – he scored a screamer at White Hart Lane after lockdown as well. In, I think it was uh, July. He scored a screamer at White Hart Lane as well. Now, he, uh, he, form, in this game, form goes out the window. This is yeah. a tough game. No, I think Arsenal will win them. I think they'll beat them. Nice. Okay, Liverpool versus the the Raul Jimenez less Wolverhampton. That's, uh, the Jota Derby. The Diego Jota versus uh, Connor Cody. That's an uh, ex Liverpool player. I, I'll go with um, I'll go with three now. That's uh, ain't no way there's motherfuckers to be in this Anfield. <laughs> Nick two nil pool. Excellent, Adrian. Oh, that um, that guy who scored against Arsenal, whose name Neto. begins with P. Oh, Potent. Potent. I think he's potent on the on the attack. <laughs> um, sorry, great goal. because Nick it was, was like goal. reeling from that terrible wordplay. Uh, I'll put that. I'll put it as. Uh, I'll put it as a three-one pool. One? Where the fuck are they going to get that one from? Oh, Jimenez. <laughs> yeah, from, uh, from Potence. Nevis. Potent Potence. Hey, okay. We do have Fabinho. Oh, well, and uh, Alisson's not playing, so good. Actually, good call, actually. But we do have the young Shea Given now. Yes. The 20-year-old Irish star. Keller. Right. How do you pronounce his first name? Cowman? Kaoman? Ah, I thought 
human plays on wolves for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's like Camo Camo Camerhin Camerhin or some shit. In Liverpool, we just call him Cameron, but that's fine. Okay, <laughs> and the biggest game: Brighton versus Southampton. That's little South Coast derby there. Saints. There is Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott on Saints is running, you know, running around there with his man bun thing that he's got going on. It runs around like Good a squad. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, you know what I like? I like, I like Trey Adams. I like yeah. Adam and I like Armstrong. They're, they're, they're yeah. low tight. And then you got Janini Award Prowse on free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic. Yeah, but then on Brighton though, you know, Welbeck, Welbeck's found his form now. He's he look, he's looking all right. He dived to win a penalty, the little prick against Liverpool. Aside from that though, he got a goal against Villa. Lamptey's back. I like Lamptey. A big fan of him actually. Yeah. Lamptey. And of, of the two former big club youngsters, Caught and uh, Welbeck, I I would bet on Welbeck to score over Walcott because Walcott's always just been pace and no finishing. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, that's like Welbeck too, isn't it? They're both fucking. They're, they're both, uh, I mean, yeah, but Welbeck, I think, is like he's put a few more goals away. His both goal, are so underachiever. Uh, underachiever. Major underachievers. The pair. That's. Uh, I like. I know Brighton are good. Um, uh, my favorite player, Mope. I love that guy. Yeah, uh, he breaks. He breaks Leno's arm or injures him for like two months. Then he scores the winner. He got Gwendozi. He got Gwendozi a three-game ban for making him choke him around the neck. He scores a Penenka against the Haya. And then he misses the goal against Liverpool on a penalty. I love this fucking guy. It's like <laughs> it's like he's like, come and get me, Jurgen. Come and get me. I'm yeah. everything I can. <laughs> no, I like Mope. I like it. I like it. And then he did that meme where he goes like this to Arsenal fans. Yeah. Remember it? <laughs> I like Neil Mope. He's a good player. That's uh, what are you thinking then? Prediction. I have that one down as one one. One one. Okay. I'm gonna go two nil Saints. Two. I think they keep their Okay. Strong season going. I'm going with a. I'm going with another nil nil. The, the seagulls obviously are are rivals to Crystal Palace. The seagulls, seagulls versus versus the eagles. eagles. Yes. Okay. You know what's funny though about Brentford? They Mope. They had Mope two years ago. They sold him for twenty. Watkins. They sold for twenty seven, going up to thirty two, and they sold Ben Rama for twenty eight yeah. million. Hey. Yeah. Spotting talent and and selling them in the lower league for fuck's sake for that yeah. part. It's incredible. They're they're mar- I don't know how they're doing it, and they still didn't get promoted for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> I wanted to see them come up. I really they have other players too. Two things I wanted to float to you guys quickly before we wrap this up. One thing I thought of while we were talking earlier, and another thing I thought of while we were talking earlier. If Spurs had James Ward Prowse, he's the one guy that will that can that will not guarantee them a title, but really solidify their title chase because they. That's what they're missing. They're missing someone who's automatic like that from free kicks, set pieces, and also, you know, good in the midfield. And he could reunite with Hoiberg. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of people on Spurs who'd be annoyed if, if someone came in to take all their free kicks. I mean, Kane takes free kicks. Yeah. Son takes free kicks. Bale takes free kicks. Dyer, Dyer. Dyer. Dyer takes free kicks. Can't take them properly, but I guess he takes them for some reason. Yeah. He, played, he used to play in Portugal, so of course he, he thinks he can take them. And then... <laughs> And then one more thing. I was wondering what you guys thought about this. So if Grealish goes to Man City and Wilf Zaha has been hankering for a move away from Palace to a bigger club, I don't think there's any de- debate 
that Villa is a bitter, bigger club than Palace, and all of a sudden, Villa have a Grealish-sized hole to fill. So what I'm getting at is, perhaps Zaha to Villa makes sense as an out-of-left-field transfer. Zaha to Mm, nah, that's not a big club move. He wants yeah, to go to like, top six team. Villa, Villa is like historically a big club, but I mean they're also pretty fresh from the championship. Like that, that'd be a lateral move, I think. You know, I agree. I agree. I, no, yeah, but wouldn't like the only way Villa would uh, no Palace would give a blessing to Zaha is why would he join a rival club? That's a rival club. They're still relegated. Like so. uh, you never know, right? It's. Uh, no, they would let him go to a team like Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, maybe Everton because they got the money, and he'll he will definitely willing to join them. They, that's it, and maybe Leicester, that's it, or right. Arsenal, something like that, like a big seven. That's uh, I could Zaha and Everton would be interesting with Calvert Lewin, Zaha, and, um, and Richarlison with Rodriguez in the yeah. number ten. That's where I thought he was going in the summer. That'd be nice. Everton, yeah. They were splashing the cash, weren't they? Yeah, they, I think. Everton is the most like logical is the one that I can see the easiest is Zaha to Everton. If, if Pepe, if Pepe costs 72 million pounds, how much is, uh, how much is Zaha worth? He has to build his form back up, but maybe pre pandemic prices, if it's changed that much, I don't really think it has, but 80, 90, hundred. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to gauge this. But he's a bit older. When you think not? about it, he's 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 so explosive though. It's yeah. Who? Uh, yeah. Well, it's a, he's still got three, four, five more years left in him, right? But he's yeah. such a good one-on-one attacking player. People die for that stuff. Pepe played in the Uber Eats League for fuck's sake, and he's seventy million. Eh? Yeah. Exactly. Who comes up with these valuations? Eh? He's, and he's not even Brazilian for Christ's sake. You can't even sell him to China. So where where are they getting the valuation for Pepe? It's uh. But that's that's his direct comparison, isn't it? Uh, exactly. Pepe to Zaha. There's no other wingers like uh, like him. They're a dying breed now because wingers are more like forwards. They don't really have that one-on-one ability now, right? Like who who else? Is, Mane and Salah. These guys are really one-on-one attackers. Oh, Saint Maximin. Saint Maximin. He does play with shit players, though, doesn't he? Uh, Saint Maximin. If if he played with world-class players, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's one of those funny things where you, you'd think that, like, you know, he does so well. Well, I mean, relatively he does well on a team that isn't very good. So if he went to a good team, sometimes these players just never never take off the same way. So apart from, uh, say, Maximum and Zaha, there's not really any great wingers out there with attacking one-on-one ability. The amazing thing about this podcast and the production value is that while we were having this discussion, Nick Gill closed up his Playland walked through the parking lot, got in his car, and is now <laughs> driving home. So that is what you can expect on Soccer Group Chat Podcast. But, uh, boys, I think, you know, I think we got, we, again, we got a lot to a lot of stuff. Most importantly, yeah, you know you're coming from city debate, the uh, predictions. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's probably a good place to wrap up. We've probably let Nick Gill, you know, go get to... You know why? You know why, Whichever way he's... fucking phone wouldn't stop ringing. <laughs> The phone wouldn't stop ringing. I don't want any of these idiots outside of the front, so I just turned the lights off. Okay. <laughs> uh... All right. We're going to do the same thing on uh, this edition of Soccer Group, Chat, Soccer Group Chat Podcast. 
Uh, we're going to turn the lights off and uh, we're going to get on out of here. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you guys for, you know, being a guest and uh, we'll keep an eye on the games this weekend. And hopefully as we get into December, there'll be more stuff to talk about. And we'll continue to have more guests than listeners 